And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up everyone? Zach here. Welcome to an episode of MLM Rebels. Today it is raining in California. Oh, so sad. Actually, the past we've been here for eight days. We're here for pretty much the whole month of March, but for the past eight days, it's been super sunny. It was rain, it was raining the day we got in, or the night we got in, I should say. And but it's been sunny every every day ever since. And <laughs> today I'm going to talk to you about you know who you should spend your time with on your team. And uh, kind of how to how to shake them out because if you've got a jillion people on your team, you know, like who do you spend time with? And even if you only have two people on your team, I'm going to talk to you about who to spend time with. Um, but <laughs> so this morning, or so okay, so last night, so I'm in I'm in like southern Southern California, like right by San Diego, and uh, <laughs> I have quite a few connections down here. Ashley's at a women's conference, but I have a few. Well, we both have quite a few connections down here. So last night I went out to dinner with a friend of mine who is a full time real estate investor and we talked real estate talked you know network marketing talked marketing and uh, of course you know personal stuff as well and he invited me to like a men's like church retreat that's coming up mid mid march and i'm gonna be out here anyway so you know i could probably probably swing it for sure and uh and this morning so last so you know so last night he told me about this, but this morning was this like hike, you know, with uh, with a small portion of the guys that were going to be at this uh, retreat thing. So this retreat is going to have like fifteen hundred people or something, like a ton of people. But you know, everyone's broken up into teams, and the team that he's a part of, it was going on a hike this morning. And he invited me to this hike, and he texted me last night, like before we actually saw each other. He just texted me like where it was, and then when we met up, he told me what was going on. And so we were talking at dinner. He's like, "Hey, so do you want to do you want to go on this hike and things like that?" I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll probably go." It's, you know, it's like eight a.m. in the morning, not not that early, but I had I had like stuff to do. I had to be back at the house by ten. It's like, well, as long as I get back by ten, it's no big deal. And so I t- kind of did the math and would work out. And so. He's leaving, and so we're kind of like you know heading our separate ways. Ways, and uh, I'm like right by the house. He is about an hour from his house, and it's like eleven o'clock at night. And so he asked me one last one last time. He's like, "So you think you'll be there tomorrow?" It's like, "Well, yeah, yeah, I think I'll be there." Or not? I think. I mean, yeah. I said yes. I said, "Yeah, I'll be there." He said, "Okay, cool. I'll see you there." <laughs> 
So I wake up in the morning and I, uh, I, I like to have some quiet time in the morning. I, I can't, I, I can, but I don't like doing that. I don't like getting up and just like starting to run right away. So uh, I got up at 5.30, had to leave by 7. So I got up at 5.30, you know, took a shower, uh, you know, did some, a little bit of reading, made a coffee, uh, did a little bit, little, maybe a shortened version of my like normal prayer time and stuff like that. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I get up and I go. I leave at like seven. I get there at like seven forty-five, and it's in uh, like the entrance to this hike trail is like in this beautiful subdivision. It's not even a subdivision. It's like filled with mansions. I'm, I'm talking five to ten million dollar houses easily. Um, but there's like this little entrance in between a few houses into the trail that like eventually it's like mountain, mountain, then oh, and you get to the ocean. So it's very beautiful. Well, what I didn't tell you is I woke up at like 5, like 5.15, right before my alarm went off, and it's pouring rain. I was like, oh, dude, I do not want to go. <laughs> and I, my alarm went up at 5.30, looked at my phone, got out of bed, and I looked to basically see if this guy had texted me. Like maybe he was canceling. Like I don't feel like going or, you know, the guy said no, no, like no go. That's what I was hoping for. No text. Never texted me before I left. I'm like, oh, crap. So... You know, I, I go and I get there like 7:45. Meet up with some other dudes, and it turns to eight o'clock. And you know, my friend's not there yet, but I've like you know made kind of new acquaintances, chilling outside this this where the entrance is. It's like, well, guess we go. And so we go. And keep in mind, just it started to rain again, so it's raining, and we're on like basically a mountain, and the mountain is like sand it's like sand and like random patches of grass and we're going and and one of the guys is like okay so um just you know like your clothes that you have on all like you're talking to everyone like they're gonna be ruined <laughs> now keep in mind i've been backpacking across the world for six months i'm living out of a backpack still even in california i mean we bought another car to do this little trip in and stuff so we got a car and i've got a backpack and I've got like one little extra bag filled with a few extra clothes. I don't have extra clothes. I've got, I've got like three, four pairs of pants, a couple pairs of shorts, a few shirts, a few pairs of shoes. That's it. Um, and when I say a few pairs of shoes, I don't mean like a multitude of shoes. I mean a, a pair of workout shoes, a pair of nice-ish shoes, and a pair of like casual shoes. That's it. Like that's all we've got. Uh, <laughs> I was like, perfect. Glad I'm going to ruin my one pair of workout shoes and my second pair of jeans. That sounds like exactly what I signed up for. <laughs> and we're walking, and he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's super it's super slippery when it's dry. And now that it's pouring rain, um, people are probably going to fall down. Sweet. <laughs> so we start walking, and everyone eats it, including me. Like, I'm, I grew up skateboarding competitively and stuff and snowboarding and things. So, like, I, I kind of... I have pretty good balance and, you know, can like, like if someone were to like stand up on a playground, like and slide down a slide on their feet, like, you know, like I'd be the one that you'd pick for your team. Um, I would not be the one you'd pick for your team for a wrestling match, but I could do the stand up down the slide thing. And so I'm like, I'd probably be okay. So I'm like sliding down the mountain, like, you know, think about like a surfer or a snowboarder with no board. And that's like, that's like literally how I'm sliding down this mountain. But eventually I ended up losing, you know, losing my, losing my balance or something. And I fell. <laughs> <laughs> I got all this crap. Like my shoes are like freaking filthy, soaked. By the way, soaked, filthy, caked with mud. My butt has mud all over it. I'm wearing <laughs> the guy's house. I'm staying at. I'm wearing his jacket. Thankfully, I put a ja- like my jacket over his, like a wi- like a rain jacket. So his jacket didn't get marked at all. Thank God, because <laughs> I didn't want it. Like his, it was like it's like a nice jacket, right? 
his jacket didn't get marked at all, but like uh, my jacket got crap. Actually, now that I say that, I just realized that my jacket's got crap all over it and didn't wash it yet. Um, my jacket has crap all over it. My pants have crap all over it. My Everything is poop everywhere. Awesome. So within 10 minutes, everyone f- has fallen except for one kid. that He didn't even go down the mountain. He just like went around. So one one kid, 13-year-old kid that was there didn't fall. Everyone else fell and like has poop all over him. And we're like, okay, like if we go down, we're not coming back up. You know, like if we're, if we're having this much trouble going down the mountain, we're not coming up the mountain. And so after everyone's filthy, after 10 minutes, they're like, well, you want to just go get breakfast? I'm like, are you serious? I wish we would have decided this before. Whatever. So we go get breakfast and we ended up having a really good time together and we got cleaned up and I have, you know, I used the... <laughs> use the thing in my car like you know put this some stuff down on my seats um it was just wild and then <laughs> my friend texted me after we all got filthy and said hey sorry man my phone died i didn't wake up <laughs> but then he met us at breakfast <laughs> so anyway good times um so that's what we did this morning and uh, then it came and uh, did some work. So I'm like, I'm honestly struggling a little bit today to stay focused because I didn't, I, I went to bed a little late, got up pretty early. Um, and uh, I've been used to getting like a full like se- six, seven, eight hours of sleep a night. And uh, last night wasn't the case. So I'm like kind of like darting my, my, my head is darting a little bit all over the place, but that's a okay. I got a few things to do. Um, this week has been really good. We've added uh, a bunch of people to our team, uh, a bunch of sponsored a bunch of people to our team, which has been awesome. Um, like we sponsored more this week than like personally than um, we've sponsored more this week than um, well, I don't want to like come super hardcore compare it, but more more this week personally than most really good recruiters doing old school stuff we'll do all year long um so it's, that felt kind of good um so i that that was enjoyable uh but today i want to talk to you about who to spend your time with um in network marketing and this is applicable for you if you have one person on your team or a bunch of people on your team but really you're 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 looking for people that are chasing after you if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while you've probably heard me use the analogy before of the coast guard and if there's a capsized ship in the middle of the ocean and there's 50 people drowning but the helicopter that comes to rescue them can only carry 10 which 10 people do you save it's a pretty screwed up question isn't it well the 10 that you save are the ones that swim towards you that's who they decide to save now that's the same thing in network marketing you want to you want to help the people that swim towards you so if you're dragging someone across the finish line it's you're better off not wasting your time and just going and putting someone in that is going to be good. Um, there's a saying in network marketing, I believe it, is you don't make winners, you find them. You're better off spending your time recruiting, getting the benefit of the recruit, you know, getting, getting the financial benefit of recruiting another person, getting the volume, and just keep on recruiting until you find a good one. Quality comes from quantity. So you want people that swim towards you. What I like to do is I have people reach out to me. So I will bend over backwards for someone who reaches out to me and who asks for help. I mean, quite honestly, um, we're getting to the point where we have to put even like we've already got systems in place for coaching. Um, because if I had to, if I answered every question that came in, like I would, I literally not have a life. So we have systems in place that 
you know, people get their questions answered by me. It's just not by me now. Like, okay, you have this question. Well, so have 30 other people. So here's a recorded version of that question and someone else handles it. And then the only stuff that's like really brand new, like it gets answered by me directly. But of course, we, so we can spend our time spending like being relationship with people, not me answering tactical questions. Um, but the point is, I'm going to spend time with people who come after me, who ask me stuff, who ask me for help. I'm not going to go out and try to go beg someone to let me help them. So, you know, I'm a, like now, like you're probably thinking like, you know, you can be in two positions. If you have a bunch of people on your team, you can definitely take what I just said and, and, and take a lot away from that. If you don't have a lot of people on your team, you might be thinking, well, I just wish someone asked me a question because <laughs> I've been there. I know that that's the case. You know, if you've got 10 people on your team, you might have one that's good. Maybe. Might have one that's reaching out to you and actually wants your help. If you have less than 10 people, I'm sorry, I would be surprised if you had a good one. Um, so if that's the case, it doesn't mean that you change it doesn't mean that you change how you build the business. It doesn't mean that you say, okay, well, I've only got, I've only got 20 people and so I've only got one guy that's really like wanting my help. So I'll just kind of drag five people along while I wait for the other people that, to get in my business that want my help. No, don't do that. Take the time that you would be spending dragging those five along and go put in a bunch of people until you find five that ask you for your help. Does that make sense? So spend your time on production, not on dragging people, not on convincing people. The most motivated people, you can motivate people the best that are already motivated. I, the reason that our sponsoring ratio is high now is not because I'm super suave. I mean, I, I'm pretty suave, right? No, I'm just kidding. It's not because I'm super suave. It's because there's a lot of work that goes into f- sifting out the wrong people on automated like i don't do the sifting anymore it's all automatic the automatic that's happening through our funnels right so the reason we have a good sponsoring ratio is not because i'm super good it's because we have a really good system on the front end that brings motivated people to me cool the last thing i want to mention is this um this is actually something that we we dealt with for a little bit because i honestly just wasn't paying attention um so it's not really that big of an issue. You can fix it really easily, especially if you have a team of motivated people. But I just wasn't paying attention, to be totally honest with you. I was uh, just didn't. I didn't even <laughs> kind of stupid, but I didn't even notice the um, the lack of income from this. But we were answering questions like people were seeking our help out, and we were answering questions for those that for people on our team that weren't not on any sort of an auto ship and had no volume flowing through their business. So I don't want ever, anyone ever being in a financial uh, constraint because of their business. You know, I, I mean, you're gonna, there's going to be a period of time where you have to invest in your business where you're not, where you're not making that much. That's, that's okay, and you have to just accept that. What I'm not okay with is people you know, like you know, running an auto ship through every month on a credit card, buying products they don't need or use. Now, if someone's living on credit anyway – and they're going to live on credit regardless of the business or not, and they can get the exact same products they would be getting from the store from their own business, then, you know, by all means, whatever, put your auto ship on a credit card. But what I'm not okay with is people getting into debt just to process an auto ship. Um, I think that's stupid, personally. Um, but we do work, we do, like, if I'm going to spend time with people, okay, like, who, who, uh, two people c- c- trying to come ask me for help. One guy is um, highly motivated, 
they're both highly motivated. Let's say they're both highly motivated. They're both, you know, good on the phone. I believe in them both. One guy invests in his own business by, you know, um, by, by doing an auto ship or by selling his own products because he can't afford an auto ship. One guy doesn't. Who am I going to spend time with if they, if they both call at the same time? Clearly the guy who's on an auto ship or who sells enough products to satisfy his volume requirements. Like, obviously. That person is swimming towards me more than the other guy. Um, so that's going to be something that I want you to, like, you, you know, you can't, you can't say, hey, dude, you, you must buy products. I don't think that's right. I mean, you could say that. I just don't think it's right. I do think you can say, dude, you need to have your volume requirement met. And whether that's through personal use or whether that's through um, purchase or uh, excuse me, uh, selling products to customers, I don't care how you meet it, but like you got to you got to meet this dude because like there's nothing that I can say that's going to help you until you actually have a business. If you're just in a thing, if you're just an affiliate for your company, which is what we are as distributors, some have more power than others, but. If you're just an affiliate for a company and you're not actually pushing any volume through your own personal circle, like you don't have a business yet. You just have a distributor number. You have a representative ID. So before my guy is going to build a funnel that even matters, like he's got to have some sort of money transacting through his business. So that's going to take the form of personally using the products and selling some products to customers and that person is swimming towards me now i don't mean shoving products down your coworker's throat when he says that he needs to lose weight and you chuck a vitamin at his face i don't mean that i mean selling intelligently but i am saying satisfying volume requirements cool all right so hopefully that'll make sense guys i encourage you to number one if you're not doing consistent volume for your upline Start doing it because however, whatever, however you treat your upline is how your downline is going to treat you. They're going to see your example, assuming that you have you have some sort of stage to have an example from. And honestly, I believe they'll duplicate you regardless because of the law of sowing and reaping or karma, as you might want to call it. Um, so whatever you do to your upline, your downline is going to do to you. And uh, I would highly, highly encourage you to get yourself on an auto ship or get yourself selling enough product to satisfy volume requirements for your company. Um, ultimately, I think everyone should be on a personal auto ship and everyone should have customers. That's where everyone should go because personal volume is very stable volume and it makes you a brand ambassador for the company itself. Uh, secondly, selling products is profitable. So it's good to sell those. Um, if you already have that in place, I would highly encourage you to spend time with people who uh, who have this in place, okay? Who have an auto ship in place or they have enough volume through customers to satisfy the requirements. If you don't, these people aren't swimming towards you. They're sucking you dry. And um, it's just, it's just, it just is what it is. You know, there is a, like, yeah. So you get the point. So anyway, um, hopefully that helps you identify who to spend time with. Again, if you have no one on your team, that doesn't mean go and drag the two that you've got. It doesn't mean that. It means your business is talking to you. Let your business speak to you. If no one is ta- if no one is coming to you for help, that means you need to put more people in. If you've got too many people coming to your help, that means you don't have a system in place. If you have a ton of people in your team, but your income is low, it means your volume sucks, right? If you have a lot of volume, but no people, 
that's a ticking time bomb, right? It means that it's probably not going to last forever. People are probably running promotions. You've probably got a couple killers in there that are selling a lot of product. But what happens if they get sick or hit by a bus? The volume goes to zero and your income drops. Let your business speak to you. What is it saying to you? And then make adjustments accordingly. Cool? All right. Hopefully this found you well, guys and, uh, and gals, of course. I mean, I mean both genders when I say that. Um, anyway, leave a review down below if you found this helpful. Leave a review and a rating. It'd be fantastic. And if you'd like to join the private discussion group, you can go to mlmsalesfunnels.com and request to join that private discussion group. It is completely free, but you do have to answer a few questions to um, ensure that you get into that group. That's where we talk about building the business intelligently, automating your recruiting, leveraging your recruiting. I mean, that's how we recruited more people this week than... Uh, you know, most traditional builders, even most online builders do in a year. And so we talk about that in MLMSalesFunnels.com in that private group. Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um, appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you all soon and see you in the next episode. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you.